Um, hey guys. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And this is like take four for this episode, you guys. It's been yeah. wild. On the other side of the microphone of your speaker, wherever you're listening from, thank you for listening in. But yeah, we've had some serious technical difficulties. Ooh. It's been a whirlwind adventure. But here we are, and we're hoping that this time we will finally be able to get you some interesting information about what's our episode about today, James. Animals. Weird animals. Animal. Weird animals. That was a pretty good Mr. Bean impression. Oh. What? Mr. Bean? Yeah. Do you not know who Mr. Bean is? I don't. I know who Mr. Bean is, but he creeps me out. He's the king so I of, try not. <laughs> Mr. To think Bean about it. is the king of comedy. I will. There's let no you. one, no one better than Mr. Bean before or since. <laughs> Fun fact: My family never seen Mr. Bean in our lives. Okay. That Mr. Bean movie came out back in, I guess it would probably be like late 2000 or late late 90s, probably like 98 mm. or something. I feel like that sounds about right. Absolutely love that movie. Watched it all the time. Thought it was the funniest thing ever. I bet if I watched it now, it wouldn't be funny at all. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of his stuff, and it's all pretty pretty good. He's actually really good at stand up too. Oh yeah, him. yeah. I remember when he did the Johnny English movie, and it was not great. I ah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but it got a sequel, so it must have been not that bad. I'm not as well versed on. Rowan Atkinson. It will but step your game up. I'm glad that you like him. Alex, have you seen any good movies lately? Um, other than Mr. Bean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I saw the Mario movie a few weeks back. Yeah. Pretty great, actually. A lot of fun. Gwen loved it. Uh, I gotta say, very surprisingly, very fun. Few plot conveniences, but mm. overall, you know, a lot of charm. And so- the action sequences. Very I have well heard done. good things. I gotta say, heard a lot of good things. How many stars out of five would you give it? Four. Four? Wow, that's pretty. It's a, it's a really good. fun kids movie. It's quick. It's got great music in it, both by Jack Black and you know other artists like real artists like Beastie Boys. Yeah. You know any movie with Beastie Boys in the soundtrack, a plus from this guy right here. James. It doesn't matter what's around it. <laughs> James, have you seen any good movies? Not really. Um, wow. I'm playing Jeez. Sam and Max, so there's that. What? Sam and Max is such the... a fun little game. So Sam and Max. It's a little point-click yeah. adventure game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very Don't... fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, James. Um, I don't think you're yeah, I get it. I have not had the privilege to see a movie in a while. So I have been watching the television show The Diplomat on Netflix, and it's very good. Just so you know, the the number of episodes she has watched is the equivalent of multiple movies. Yes. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> I keep it on in the background. This is not true. Yes, Most it is. Most of the time I see it on, <laughs> you heard just get you the baby to bed and you're just hanging out watching oh, some episodes. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. That's only because you won't watch Ted Lasso with me. Oh, You're a I'm Ted sorry. Lasso hater. I'm sorry. I've been sick and I haven't wanted to watch much TV. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned it because we recorded this episode so many times. Oh, yeah. Alex, Alex got a tummy ache for the past couple <laughs> days. <laughs> he ate tummy some ache, bad yeah. food while we were on vacation. Surprise, surprise. This man, like, Alex, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know anybody who gets 
stomach problems from eating food I, half as much as you. Yeah, I didn't used to, but I, it, it's an issue. I, I think gut health might be a thing I need to start working on. It's, you know it's literally nature's way of telling you that you've been living like a possum and you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. It definitely well, feels that way. Cause I was like, but this time I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> like other times I can identify where it happened. I shouldn't have gone to the gas station. Like I can figure out where it happened this time. I'm like, what did I do? I don't understand. And it's weird because it slowly came for multiple days and then it hit me. I was out for a day. I was out yesterday too, but I wasn't as miserable, but I was still in pain. And then today I'm at work and I'm just like, <laughs> I walk in and I'm like hot and sweaty, a little shaky. And I'm like, this is terrible. But it would have burned in their sick day. <laughs> yep. So, so that's, that's been our uh, life lately. Yeah. That taking care of kids. I just started walking this past week. So we need to baby proof the house right now. They're just like little tiny Legos all over the place. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so overwhelmed. But um, James, I just wanted to give major props to you, to Callie, and to Troy for your episode last week, the cannibal episode, because I listened to it yesterday and it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, thank you. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, they did. It was it was very, very interesting. And I, you know, when when Callie said when she when she mimicked me and went James when you're talking about <laughs> yours and the baby being eaten um that was spot on Callie that yeah. you you know me because I literally said that in the car as I was driving and then she said it seconds later so so yes mm. yes check out podcasting tips from the front porch with Troy and then check out foodies reviewing movies with Callie mm. Alex is hungry Indeed. now. I, I am a little hungry, but I, I, I've tempted fate a lot. With <laughs> I feel like eating food. something out of the trash, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny that you're you compared Alex to a possum because I think that opossums are very weird animals, and that's the topic that's of our show point. today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, and they are. They would have been a good choice actually for any of us. Yeah, you guys, I having recorded this so many times, I can't even remember if we've introduced the topic on this episode. James? In this case, I think that was a, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, we're talking about strange animals. We've talked about animals in the past, but this is the bizarre, weird, strange animals. Yes, and since Alex has been um, out of commission, he's just kind of sitting here. He hasn't done any research. He's not going to talk about no weird animals. He's going to mm. talk with us about the weird animals that we're talking about right alex has how do you feel about that i'm still a little upset i didn't get to finish talking about my movies i've seen recently yeah listen <laughs> you can you can save that for for monsters versus men because right now we're in animal land but you know what else we need to do we need to give some party hellos do you guys want to know where we're saying hi today we're yeah. saying hello to the united kingdom because y'all have been listening like crazy. So mm, hello to everybody nice. in the United Kingdom. Whenever you all call me at work, your phones are muffled and I don't understand why. Yeah, Alex talks to a lot of people <laughs> from across the pond. Mm. Um, so I don't know, maybe just Alex, I, maybe it's your problem. 
You know? I bet you all of our listeners. That's a very real possibility because there's probably numerous extensions to follow to get to me. Yeah, so don't be blaming our listeners. And then here in the United States of America, we are going to say hello to Michigan. Hello, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions. Party hello. <laughs> I have a lot of new coworkers in Michigan, so hello to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so wherever you're listening to us from around the world, thank you for tuning in. We are going to be reviving the magical vase next week. Oh, so, yes, uh, I know you guys nice. have listened hearing the little as we pull the topic out of the vase, but we've been getting it's been a long time. I know. Well, we've been getting some some requests for episodes. Mm-hmm. We can always take more, though. So remember, we completely emptied the vase because we had a lot of repeat episodes. And so send in whatever you want. You know, like, the world is your oyster. I feel like we need a genies episode. We haven't done genies yet, have we? we? Somebody uh, request gin. Yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. do it, please. Yeah. Because, like, we're rubbing the base a little bit. I mean, I don't know if we're really rubbing it. <laughs> yeah. No. I may be rubbing it a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not rub anything on air. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I think it's time to talk about strange animals. How about I start first, James? Trust me, you won't want to Sounds run good. <laughs> no, oh, wait, not- icebreaker time. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I guess we... Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. I was just so no fun-loving that we got distracted. All right. Um, What's our icebreaker? So this, is what I was, this is what I was thinking of. Uh, we've had a lot of animal icebreakers, and we've had a, a few about being an animal, but we've never had one phrased quite like this. Um, so you have to become an animal... But in this case, it's really your mind in the animal's body. So you're not becoming the animal. You are just physically the animal. You still have your brain. So bearing that in mind, what what animal would you pick to, you know, carry on with your regular life or whatever? James, I'll be 100% honest. I think last time we answered this question, I assumed Mm. that it was my brain in the animal's Mm. body. Yeah, I did. Interesting. Yeah, that's a fair point. Hmm. Okay, well, let's do the opposite then. If, what, uh, what animal if brain you... would you want in your body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in this case, if you had to live as an animal, like, you know, you, you can't interface with society. You're, you're just going to become that creature. What mm. would you become? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like, you know, cat and dog are very obvious answers because mm. cats and dogs are treated like royalty. Um, for the most part. Yeah, unless you're a junkyard dog. Which is what you would be with your diet. I think... (laughs) I think that I would probably want to be... uh, I want to say a cat, but I feel like a dog would be more fun. Because it's like, you know, your owner's going to take you out on hikes and walk you and buy you cool kibble and treats. I would probably want to be a dog... I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably want to be a dog so I could live comfortably. Mm. I would be cute enough that I would get oh. adopted by a family who'd treat me really right. A lot of confidence that you'd be a cute Yeah, dog. listen, my self-esteem is up today. <laughs> what would what would you pick, Alex? Uh, I would pick like a... Polar bear? No, I don't want to be cold all the time. It sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, I would want to be a... A silverback gorilla. Ooh. He's actually picked that before. Has he? Yeah. That sounds like a good one. No one's going to mess with you too much. No, no Take one's going to mess with you. 
Mm. I feel like you're not aggressive enough, though. But you are very sarcastic. I'd be more than happy to be aggressive as a gorilla. See, well, Alex cuts through people with his words. That's not true. Yes, yes, it is, Alex. Sometimes <laughs> you say things, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to hear that. I could maybe do that. Yeah. Now, what, what animal speaks with its words? Uh, some some gorillas can sign language. You would you would cut the <laughs> Coco the gorilla, the one that fell in love with Ron. Yeah, Williams. and you would sign F U to people <laughs> piss you off. Um, James, what would you be? Um, I'm thinking like if I had to live that kind of life, I'm thinking bowhead whale. See, I was logic. thinking a whale too, actually, but not the same. Yeah. One. What? It'd be it'd be fun to be big. It would be fun to live to be like 250 years old. And because they're social animals and very intelligent, it wouldn't be that different. It'd basically be like being a floating, gigantic person. That sounds terrible, James. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I, uh, the ocean is such a dark and scary place. But you're place. not going to have any predators. Exactly. Not you're really. so big. The only yeah, thing you got to worry about is whalers, and they're all dead. Yeah. I think. So I'm you got not- <laughs> no predators. You got it's kind of like being a human. You know what I mean? It's like James said. Like you got nothing to worry about. James, what if you washed up on shore though, and they couldn't get you back in the water? What would you do? You would explode. I mean, like that could happen them. to me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know what? That's a very interesting answer that I didn't expect. So I appreciate you mm. saying that, James. Mm, good J- James the whale. <laughs> James the whale. Oh, oh. gosh. All right. Well. By the way, this is a small sidetrack, but I just, it made me think of it. When I was a kid, I, 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 we've talked before, I don't think on the podcast, that I have recurring nightmares about whales that yeah. look monstrous that I call pesadillas, um, or ballenas, rather. Yeah, ballenas. Pesadilla means nightmare. They're Spanish um, ones. Yeah. And uh, the reason, I, re- I realized why, like a few weeks ago, there was a terrifying cartoon that I watched as a kid called Samson and Sally, and it was a cartoon about whales. Darkest flipping cartoon you can imagine. Insane deaths, slow, grisly deaths in this kid's cartoon. Uh, of course, it was Scandinavian, so it was like very maudlin and <laughs> ultimately very depressing. But James, that was why. James, how did you get wow. a hold of a Scandinavian cartoon when you were I a child? I have no idea. Like, nothing about my childhood in terms of, like, media makes any sense. I was telling somebody earlier today, I watched Dark Shadows as a kid. Uh, not the film, the flipping show in black and white on a TV with little turn dials. Does that make any sense? No, mm. no. James, I feel like I feel like your life is proof that we're living in a simulation. Yeah, it, it 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 feels that way quite often. James, I think your life is proof that you're creepy. <laughs> I think that we should get on topic and talk about some weird animals. How's that sound? Good deal. And I'm gonna talk about two animals, and I know that James is gonna hop on in here, and he's gonna have so much cool things to say about these you're really animals. Hyping them up. Don't disappoint. Don't don't pick like a mouse, James. I I can't see James right now. You guys, when we first got into the session to record this episode, James had his camera on and he looked like a ghost. And there was a reflection shining off of his glasses and it was terrifying. If anyone watches anime, he looked like a villain in anime because you could just see his glasses shining. That's a good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to talk about two things today. And the first one I'm going to talk about is um, is called an eye eye. 
What's an eye eye? An eye eye is an adorable slash creepy slash odd looking little animal uh, from Madagascar. And Alex, look up a picture. I'm sure that everybody has you seen this. You said you used to send me this picture all the I time. I did. I had a picture of an eye eye on my my phone for the longest time. And when I was feeling like I was not looking very nice for a day, I would send it to Alex and say, this is me today. And it was a creepy little eye eye. And yeah, so they're these little creatures from Madagascar. They weigh about four pounds on average and they've got about a 23 year life expectancy. If they're living in captivity, I don't know what their life expectancy on the wild is, but they have these, I'm sure it is. They have these little round faces and then these giant triangle ears. They're usually dark Brown or black and they have huge tails and really like long little fingers that they use and they tap on things. This one looks like you. Alex, oh my gosh. (laughs) So Alex just showed me a picture of an eye eye and said it looked like me and it's creepy looking. It's a cute one. Well, they're very intriguing animals because nobody really knows how to classify them when it comes to what what their genus is. Yeah, they're so weird. They have so many weird features. Yeah, some people are like, oh, they're like monkeys. And then some people are like, oh, no, it's more like a rodent. Oh, they're goblins. Yeah, they're they're these very odd. They kind of look like um, like odd lemurs, in my opinion. Yeah, they kind yeah. of look like lemurs. And a lot so of people they... think that's that's what they should be classified as. But, yeah, good point. It's, it's a tough thing to compartmentalize (laughs) i think that they're adorable but they're also creepy but in in madagascar yeah they've got really creepy fingers like something that you would see in a horror movie in madagascar there's actually a superstition and they are unfortunately a threatened species they might even be endangered there are only like one thousand to ten thousand in the wild of madagascar but people in madagascar think that they're bad luck there are superstitions surrounding this animal and so they're often killed on site, which don't do that, please. But mm. they, uh, some people think that they use their long fingers to pierce the hearts of people while they sleep. Uh, In reality, what they really use those little long fingers pierce for. their brains. No, no, it's really cool. They'll walk Monkey up to a lobotomy. tree. Because, oh my gosh, no, you guys, they eat bugs and they eat like fungus and seeds and all kinds of things like that. But they really like bugs, especially larvae, which I hate that word so much. You hate larvae? Yeah, it's gross. I don't know. That word is not okay with me. About baby bug. I can handle baby bug. No, they're like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to go look for food. So they'll go up to a tree and they'll use a little finger and they'll just like. Oh, yeah. They'll tap on oh. the wood to find a hollow spot because if there's a hollow spot, there's a good chance that there are bugs inside. So that's part of the way that they'll find their food. Oh, interesting. Isn't that cool? It's very cool. Yeah, everybody look up a picture of an eye-eye. James, was there anything else you wanted to add to the eye-eye conversation? Um, just that the the prevailing research uh, goes in line with, with your speculation, Cece, that they are lemurs. Um, they're very very physiologically different from lemurs. Um, And if they are, in fact, lemurs, it would put them as the sole member of their family and genus. They're they're a special special animal, and I really like them. Um, The other animal that I'm talking about, and it's not even really an animal, it's an arachnid. And this was uh, suggested to me by James. And the reason that I 
picked it is because of its name. It's got an amazing name. Do you guys want to know what it's called? Yes. It's called the Sparkle Muffin. What? Sparkle <laughs> Muffin. It is a type of spider that they recently found. I think it was discovered in 2015 in Australia. And it's got this little butt. And it looks like a peacock feather. So it's very colorful. It's a very pretty little spider. It looks like it looks so soft. Like if you were to pet it, that it would be really soft. But they're only five uh, millimeters in length. So they're very, very tiny little creatures. And when they see when they see a woman sparkle muffin, they're like, ooh, I'm going to do a dance for you. And so basically they'll take, I think it was their third set of legs. And then they'll raise them up and start do 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 dancing. And then they'll lift their little butt up and start shaking that. Ooh. And then the lady sparkle muffins are like, ooh, I like that. And then they make more sparkle muffins. I bet it uses its front set of legs to do a little come here motion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But they're uh, they're relatively new. There's some other some other spiders that are very similar. They've got different names. But they're sparkle muffins. And I think that that is the most adorable spider I've ever heard of and seen. Oh, wow. They are really cute. Yeah. yeah. Peacock spiders in general are cute, but that one takes the cake. Or muffin, a- should we say. Yeah, there you go. That was, that was uh, clever, James. Do you, if you had the opportunity to get a sparkle muffin as a pet, would you do it? Immediately. Immediately. I, yeah. I, I, the article that I read about them, it was from National Geographic. And they basically said that these, there are so many spiders out there that we've probably never mm-hmm. known of their existence. And they suspect that they will actually be discovered most likely by wildlife photographers because those yeah. people are going out and trying to, you know, take pictures of things. And they're the ones who are discovering these creatures, which is something I never in a million years would have thought about. Yeah. Oh, if you want to, this is something I actually want to do. If you want to have an animal named after you, go to Costa Rica with a a big white cloth and some lights because Costa Rica accounts for an insane, it's a tiny little island, but it accounts for like, I want to say like 10% of the biodiversity in the world. So you could literally just go there with a light and document things and find a new species like in a weekend. It's insane. Yeah, James, I'm surprised that you haven't done that. No, I don't actually do that without professionals because you you don't want to actually endanger anything. But, yeah, it's crazy how much biodiversity of the world is just on that island. James. Or island of country. I said island. What the heck? What is is the scariest creature that lives in Costa Rica? Mm, Scariest? Yeah. Um, I think they do have jaguars, and that would probably be the scariest. I mean, excluding, you know, people. See, that's a good <laughs> that's a good deterrent for anybody who wants to go there and try to sh- set up that white sheet and light you without professionals. White sheet's gonna be covered in blood afterwards. Oh my gosh, you guys stay away from the jaguars, James. Those <laughs> are goodness. those are my animals. I want to hear from mm. you now. Okay, sounds good. I am. I'm talking about. Three animals in one umbrella and three animals in another umbrella. Um, Yeah. So first, let's talk about the scandals. And what? uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about animal scandals. Animal scandals. It does not. Yeah. But not scandals involving animals. 
Uh, I'm talking about an acronym that means speciated by cancer development in animals, which is insane. What? And uh, we've we've talked a little bit about HALA cells before, and that's actually the first one. I'm going to talk about the single-celled human organism that is our cousin, but is considered a separate species, Homo sapiens HALA. So... For those of you who didn't listen to that episode, there was a woman named Henrietta Lacks, which, by the way, yeah. this dovetails with um, the the uh, Mandela effect, because I, when I studied this in college, I swear it was Henrietta Lafayette. And it still has a L.A. as the, the symbol, H-E-L-A, but for a different reason. It's Lafayette, not Lacks. But in this timeline, it's Lacks. But anyway, um, she uh, had five kids um, and... In 51, 1951, she died of uh, cancer, and they used her cells as well as they, they actually experimented on her terribly, by the way, yeah. which uh, a, a lot it's of awful. that had everything to do with scientific racism, and, and it's a whole thing. But but I'm glossing over all the, the dark stuff because we've already talked about it, and this is more about animals. But what's really fascinating about the cells is, you know, generally speaking, and um, – Comedian Norm Macdonald had a, a very funny joke about that, about, you know, people uh, losing their battle to cancer because if, if, you know, you die, the cancer dies, and that's a draw. It's not really a loss, according to his punchline. Well, in the case of uh, HALA cells, they're still alive, and, and Henrietta Lacks has been dead for more than half a century at this point. And the reason for that is because what's unique about them is they are capable of acquiring nutrients from external sources and reproducing and just surviving almost like a separate organism. And many people would argue they are a separate organism. And when they are uh, in the presence of, of ordinary human somatic cells, they often contaminate it to a point where it can actually, if you have a lab that has HALA cells, it can really interfere with your research because they can just mysteriously turn up in that Petri dish with uh, somatic cells. Wow. So. Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. And the reason I wanted to start with HALA cells is because people are usually more familiar with that. And as a result, it, it creates a, a good jumping off point for these other two. So another unique instance of this would be canine transmissible venereal tumor, which is as wonderful as it sounds. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a venereal disease. It's basically a tumor that ends up on the external sex organs of dogs and uh, Tasmanian devils and a few other creatures. Or, oh, sorry, not Tasmanian devils. That's a different kind of tumor. My apologies. But dogs, that's really the big thing, dogs. And sometimes coyotes, sometimes probably wolves, but I've never seen an instance of it. But you get the idea on dogs. Here's what's weird about that. See, in humans, there's, there's human papilloma virus, which can cause cancer, and it's sexually transmitted. But in this case, the tumor doesn't come from the host dog's DNA. It actually comes from a completely separate dog. In other words, it's its own organism. So whenever the original dog that had this tumor transmitted it, it just kept going. And the dog itself, you know, it's been dead. We, we actually think because it was originally discovered in like the 19th century, we think that this particular um, dog cancer is at least 200 years old and probably 2,000 years old. It could wow. even be 6,000 years old based on genetic analysis. So that means that conceivably 6,000 years ago, a dog developed a tumor. And after the dog died for 6,000 years, 
it has continued to exist just through infecting other dogs. So it's basically, and this is how Sasha referred to it, it's a single-celled dog. It's a single-celled dog that died 6,000 years ago, but is also paradoxically immortal because it just keeps infecting other dogs. I am so confused by this entire thing. Right? It's, it's not it's, oh. a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saving the best for last of the, the scandal animals. The weirdest animal, in my opinion, period. Ignoring the scandal category. Absolutely bizarre. It's even got two scientific names, which is weird in and of itself. I always knew it as Hinagoya Joki, but it's also mm-hmm. called Hinagoya Selminicola. And it's a kind of Mixosporian. And Mixosporians are flipping weird. Mixosporians, um, we don't really know with absolute certainty. Actually, we don't know with absolute certainty about the, the canine one, but it's pretty well documented. But we don't even know for sure if these originated from cancer. It's just the most likely explanation. But what they are, they're microscopic parasites, and they usually infect fish. And they started off as cnidarians. So they're related to... Um, jellyfish and starfish and the like. And they're parasitic, and they produce spores, and uh, they have qualities that can be often associated with having an origin as, as, as a cancer cell and then speciating. And that's the weird thing. That's the reason I wanted to even talk about this, is the idea that because, you know, cancer is made from animal cells, it's, you know, made just from ordinary cells, it can break off and speciate and become its own thing, and that's insane. But this is the weirdest. Because Hinagoya Shoki, in addition to looking like a sperm with eyes, with like, it literally looks like somebody just took two googly eyes and just glued it onto <laughs> sperm that. cells. Yeah. Uh, they infect salmon, hence the uh, possible name Salmonicola. Um, and they're, they're one cell organism. And uh, they definitely look unusual. And it's speculated by many people that they originated as cancers that developed in jellyfish broke off and just became their own thing which what? is nuts in and of itself yeah crazy absolutely crazy but it gets weirder this is why i wanted to talk about them more than anything we don't really okay i'm, I'm just gonna start start fresh because I, I don't even want to give away that part so they don't have <laughs> mitochondria they don't have mitochondrial dna and they don't have any means to respire aerobically how do they so in other words, well, that's actually not the weird part. How do they get energy? Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Mitochondrial DNA is necessary to have mitochondria. And aerobic respiration is how you breathe. It would literally be like, imagine a guy going to the doctor and saying, ah, oh, yeah, doc, I'm, I feel fine in most respects. But the wife, she's been complaining because she says she can't hear me breathe at night. I think I might have sleep apnea. And the doctor you know, examines the guy and finds out he doesn't have lungs. The, <laughs> uh, the mystery... Wouldn't be that he doesn't have lungs. That that's explainable. The fact that he's alive is the crazy <laughs> part. Um, we don't know how these things have a metabolism. They shouldn't have a metabolism. And things that don't have metabolism aren't alive, but they are. And we don't know like how they're alive. So not only did they likely evolve from an Idarian cancer, they shouldn't exist at all. Like nothing about them makes any sense. I'm so yeah. 
so confused by everything that you yeah. just talked about. James. Right. If you're if you're ever uh, this is no, I'm not going to ruin salmon for anybody. Never mind. I won't even make that joke. Yeah, but, don't uh, do it. But because I love salmon, but it's a very unusual thing, and it, it's unusual for 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 cancer to develop into an independent organism. Period. And we've we've talked about that briefly. That you know, cancer is immortal, and that senescence—that is to say, aging and ultimately dying of old age. It's an evolutionary adaptation to prevent cancer. And if we manage to conquer one, then the next logical conclusion would be trying to conquer the other. But in this case, nature's taken a U-turn and actually turned cancer into separate organisms. But in the case of uh, Hinagoya Shoki, completely insane because nobody really understands how or why they're able to live, period. Interesting. Yeah, crazy that, and they yeah. think they originated from jellyfish? From jellyfish, from tumors in jellyfish that just broke off and, you know, turned into their own organism. I guess crazy. do they do they assume that because of how like they just life, they assume lifeless it because things? They, they assume <laughs> it actually because it's genetically very similar to jellyfish. Oh. Except for yeah, exactly. Except for and this is the weird part. They don't have any of the genetic markers to create mitochondria, which, again, sounds like what, what should have happened. This is what should have happened. There should have been a cancer in jellyfish that had that mutation, broke off, and subsequently and immediately died because how do you get food? How do you, how do you function on a cellular level without mitochondria? But for some reason, it just worked, and they just infect salmon for some flipping reason. It's crazy. Poor salmon. Yeah, poor salmon indeed. Um, but, but if, if you think salmon have it rough, this is, this is my next entry. Now we're going on to just regular animals, not cancer based animals. Whoa. Um, I almost like the sound of being this animal. Like it could have been a contender for, for the icebreaker, even though it sounds like almost like a nightmare as well. There's something, there's something pleasant and horrible at the same time about this creature. And that is the sleeper shark, AKA the Greenland shark. Oh, um, they're so scary looking. They are very scary looking, and they have a very strange life. And uh, let's start with, with the length of their life. They live a long time. They live hundreds of years. Um, some people have speculated they might even be able to hit a 1,000, but you know, more realistically, we're talking 300, 400, 500 years, which is just mm. crazy to even consider. And sometimes they end up in warm areas, um, and sometimes they even presumably hybridize with other sleeper sharks, which is even stranger to consider. But uh, and, and there's a good possible reason for that, because a lot of them go blind because of parasites. And that's to me, this is like the simultaneous weird um, like pro con. This seems kind of neat, but it also seems like a nightmare. So what happens? <laughs> there's a copepod. That is, a, it's a crustacean called a copepod, and it attaches to the shark's eyes, and it uh, it actually lights up, which it is possibly a good thing because the things that the shark eats are drawn to things that light up. So it makes the sharks blind. It severs the nerve in their eyeball, it makes them flipping blind, sure. but it also because it glows, gives them that eerie glow that CC was probably alluding to. Yes. Uh, it also. It draws prey to them, which makes it easier to be a Greenland shark. So that's kind of insane. 
But because of that, and because they live in such cold water, and because they're poikilothermic, cold water slows their metabolism down and makes them move slow, really living a life like a, a, a Greenland shark would really just be sort of drifting blind through the cold ocean, eating whatever comes near you <laughs> for centuries. Ooh, First James. of all, James. <laughs> well, I think that sounds kind of peaceful. I'll be honest. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, no, I have no idea what you mean. But you know what, buddy? You go for it. You go I mean, for if it. They could talk. If they could talk, you ask them. So what are you worried about? Like, what's what's bothering you today? I don't think they'd really have much to say about it. <laughs> I, I feel like saying. You're, you're probably right. They probably wouldn't have much to say because they would have no idea that you were there. I, I, I don't know. I think you're crazy. I would much rather be the shark or the... I'd much rather be the whale. Fair point. And uh, my next entry is uh, an animal that, as a kid, I was absolutely obsessed with, which is the tuatara. The tuatara. What is it? Yeah. The tuatara is the only member of the order Rhynchocephalia, and it's basically a dinosaur. It's basically Yoshi, who I heard wasn't in the the Mario movie, by the way. Uh, They're in the background at one point, and then... Mm. There's a, another element that is it. He'll be in the next movie. We'll just say that. okay. Oh, good deal. But anyway, tuatars are basically Yoshi. They're called living fossils. They live a long time, also. And uh, what's really cool about them, my favorite thing about them, is they have a third eye. Yeah, just think about that for a sec. So imagine Ooh. a cute little lizard who's not really a lizard. That's the other neat thing about them is that they look like lizards, but they're not in the squamata gene. Uh, oh my God, I almost said it, genus. It, the squamata ex- family at all. To me, it looks like the living version of the swamp creature from your Swamp Man movies that you watched. The face does, at least. The swamp movie. Oh, 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 you're talking, about, you're talking about Gilman? The, yeah, Gilman, from, creature from the Black, from the Black Lagoon. Lagoon. I can kind of <laughs> see it a little bit. You can yeah. see it, yeah. Yeah. But what's really cool in the middle of that skull is, and under the skin, is a specialized little eye that's good at detecting light. How crazy is that? Like, that's just a really cool thing. And their brain only fills half of their noggin, which is a little bit more in common with, like, a bird, which makes Mm -hmm. sense because, you know, birds are modern dinosaurs, and these little guys are ostensibly dinosaurs. So, yeah, it's called a parietal eye, and that's just bananas it has rods it doesn't have cones but it's able to uh let them know like light and presumably presumably this is really wild because the pineal gland secretes melatonin it actually also plays a role in their 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 day night vitamin d dream cycle which you know in in human mysticism you know there's kind of that association of a third eye being associated with the pineal gland and dreaming and DMT and, you know, looking inward and, and all that. Well, this animal kind of embodies that notion, even though I've never heard anybody mention that. So I just think that's really cool, too. That is the, cool. The Buddha uh, animal. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think I just think they're really neat because they're very unique. And if you just saw one in the wild, it would be very understandable to just think yeah to just think oh it's a lizard but it's not it's not a lizard it's a little dino (laughs) really cool yeah and lastly 
we've talked about this briefly in other episodes. We've talked about convergent evolution when we talked about like great whites and uh, megalodons. But I want to talk about convergent evolution, the animal, because there's an animal who embodies it so perfectly that it's pretty astonishing. Um, I can't think of a more diverse family of animals on Earth other than this little guy. And that is the Tenric, which most people have never heard of. Nope, never heard of it. Tenrics are are weird little little fellas. They kind of look like they should be rodents, but they're they're actually more related to moles. Um, Afroscorida is the order, so that makes sense. And then they've got their own little suborder called Tenricomorpha. Which just means shaped like a tenric because oh, they're so shaped like everything. They're adorable. Um, they're very cool. There's oh, one that's yeah. like black they're and really yellow, cool. which is that alone is weird for a flipping mammal to be those color patterns. Yeah. But uh, but what's crazy about them is again convergent evolution. They just like different tenrics look like different things to a point where if those things went extinct, tenrics would probably fill the the niches. Some of them look like mice. Some of them look like possums, speaking of which. Some of them look like rats, shrews, hedgehogs. They just look like any other kind of animal that it happens to be useful to be that form of. And we're not even totally sure how these creatures managed to just mimic so many other things other than just the obviousness that they reproduce pretty quick and they have short lifespans. So evolutionary pressures work pretty fast with them, but they just they end up looking like everything they look like everything and they eat insects for the most part and that's a pretty uh let's just say there's so much diversity in insects that it kind of also makes sense different tenrics that live in different areas that eat different insects would specialize and end up being shaped like different things and these are are these Um, little like prickles on them what are they called uh, some of them, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, it's like pick one. Some of them look like hedgehogs. Yeah. Yeah. They Some of them look a little more fluffy. Some of them are fluffier. Some of them look like shrews. They just, they're very weird. And, and again, to reiterate, their closest relatives are, are moles, uh, particularly golden moles, which they, they share an order with. So just a super weird little creature. Um, They've actually had, uh, some of them have, the lesser hedgehog uh, tenric, for example, which, by the way, genus name, Echinops, which means cactus. <laughs> um, they had their uh, genes sequenced, and uh, it's, they're, they're related to moles. That was how they found that out. So it's just really weird how diverse physically, not genetically, how physically diverse this little creature is and how many other creatures it resembles like it's like the Swiss Army mammal, ostensibly. They're so cute. Where are they from? I know you said they're from different areas, but where in the world are these things located? The most common places where you would find them would be places like Africa and Madagascar. Madagascar is like the uh, place to be if you were a weird animal. Yeah, and there's a good reason for that. It, it branched off of Africa so long ago that Mother Nature's had a lot of time to get creative and get weird it's gotten weird for sure and that's guys we talked about some weird animals today we sure sure did did. it was fun it was fun you guys (laughs) alex do you have anything you want to add since you didn't didn't have any topics today i want to know is it is it 
like is Madagascar an okay place to travel to? I don't think you're allowed to. Or you're allowed to? Yeah, you're you're allowed to. Um, and you know, there's a lot of nice things to see, but it's one of those things where, like when you're traveling to a lot of places, uh, exercise you know the certain kinds of caution and be aware that you are in a place where there's you could throw a rock and hit an endangered species. Mm, so you'll most likely be killed by an animal. Don't just you guys. No, you'll most likely <laughs> kill the animal. It would be bad for biodiversity. It'd be bad. Just let Madagascar be. It is such a wonderful movie. You know, <laughs> if you yes. want to go to Madagascar, just turn on your TV and flip to Hulu or whatever channel it's on. Because that is yeah. me and my friend Caitlin absolutely love that movie. Mm. King Julian. We never watched. We never showed Gwen though. <sighs> Show her Madagascar. Yeah, she loves the lion. Is, is Alex the name. lion. Yeah. Alex the lion and Marty the zebra. Gloria the hippo. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the. I feel like they should be paying us at this point. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a good movie. It Melman. It's Melman. Melman. Sorry, you guys. I just like King mm. Julian is such a, a hero for me. So. Anyways, um, it's such a hero. hero. <laughs> oh man, for some reason, I can picture a CCM in a cubicle with just like a frame photo of Kingsley on there for inspiration. Well, guys, that's our episode. I'm not sure what we're talking about next week because we're going to revive the vase. So, well, oh. we'll talk about something interesting. It'll be a surprise for you, it's a surprise for us. So, Alex, who does our music? Our music. Is by Grant Cook. <laughs> you can find his music on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music. So until next week, we hope that you can keep, keep it, it straight. straight. Yeah. <laughs>